Recruiting is no joke, a live stream and podcast dedicated to the recruitment industry. I'm your host, Joel Algy. Each week, I sit down with leaders in the people space to hear their story, what's going on in the market, and what they see for the future. Remember, this is a live show, so if you're tuning in right now, please say hi and ask questions. If you're listening to the recording, welcome, and I hope that you can join a future live session. Special shout out to Bright Hire and Teal for sponsoring the show. More on that later. But for now, sit back and enjoy the most unpredictable show in TA. What is up? Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody out there on LinkedIn. Hello, everybody that's listening to the show uh, after it's aired and recorded. It's good to see everybody. If you are out there live, we would love to know who's actually out there. So, you know, feel free to type in the agency you're with, the company you're with, uh, where you're actually based in the world. And then if you have questions for the guest today, as always, you can ask those questions and uh, I'll flash them across the screen. Only thing I ask is we're not, this is not, it's not time to ask for open jobs. Okay. So if you are interested in open jobs, you can uh, DM myself or the guest uh, today, but uh, welcome everybody. And just special shout out to Bright Hire and Teal. Uh, for sponsoring the show. Super uh, glad that I can represent both of these companies, great companies. Uh, but why don't we uh, why don't we get into it today? Andrew, welcome to the show. It's great to see you. I know we've uh, we have gone back and forth on this show probably for like six months. So uh, great to have you on here. Why don't you give a quick intro on who you are and then we'll, we'll get into the conversation. Yeah, first, uh, first of all, thanks for having me, Joel. I know you're a really, really popular and busy guy. So um, <laughs> glad we finally were able to make this work. But yeah, for, uh, for everyone out there who isn't familiar with myself, uh, my name is Andrew Lewis. I am the head of talent acquisition for a sustainability B2B SaaS company called HIG. Um, I have been with HIG for a year, but more importantly, I've worked in the talent acquisition space and recruitment space for about eight years now, started in agency, um, have moved in-house and actually have kind of rotated back and forth between agency and, and in-house um, over the duration of my career, um, have run, run a staffing agency, a franchise and built it from the ground up all the way to where I am today, where I'm running an in-house talent acquisition team and function. So I'm very passionate about the space. I'm very passionate about both agency and in-house recruitment and that relationship and how it all kind of uh, works together in the ecosystem. Um, yeah, and just happy to be here. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Recruiting is No Joke. I wanted to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Bright Hire. The old way of hiring just doesn't cut it anymore, and my friends at Bright Hire are here to help. Bright Hire is the leading interview intelligence platform for improving quality of hire at talent first companies. Their technology records and transcribes interviews and creates a set of highlights you can revisit and share to streamline the process improve the candidate experience, and give teams better information to make the best possible hiring decisions. If you're looking to improve your quality of hire and reduce bias in your hiring process, visit brighthire.com today and let them know Joel sent you. Now back to the episode. Thanks again. I love it, man. I love it. So did you know, and I always ask this question, like when you were in agency, did you know right away Hey, I, you know what, I want to go in house or like, how did, how did that kind of revolve? 
Yeah, actually, no, I, I, I wasn't somebody who was like six months in agency and like, I got to get out of here. I, I had a lot of colleagues like that, right? You have people that just do the grind for a little bit and then want to get out. I actually yeah. really liked agency. Um, I, I felt like I was really good at it. Um, the problem for me was, you know, early in my career, I was like just looking for a bigger paycheck. And so <laughs> you get started with some of these big staffing agencies, you know, you're not making a lot of money. Um, and so uh, I just wanted to try different things. And I, I think it's it's a blessing and a curse sometimes in your career where you're just interested in learning about the space and you want to continually uh, continuously do more. And so that's kind of what led me to transition from from agency to in-house. It was pretty accidental in a lot of ways, you know. Um, and I've really just over the eight year period that I've been in the space have just been defining, you know, what do I actually want to do? Uh, where's where's my skill set best utilized? And what are the problems I want to solve? So you know, I do love agency. I think it's plays an important role in hiring and recruitment. Uh, but for where I'm at in my career today, you know, talent acquisition in-house is is more um, in the area that I want to serve. I, I guess, you know, because you I mean, you did mention that like a lot of agency recruiters, they want to make the move internal. Right. So like if you're if you're looking at your time in agency um, compared to what you're doing right now internal, like what, what would be some of the things that you would have those people ask themselves to really understand the difference and whether or not a move like that makes sense? Yeah. I think first of all, you need to understand what motivates you, right? Because, and this is something, um, Daryl Clack and I, Daryl and I do a little bit of a kind of a offhand, uh, podcast on LinkedIn, but we talked about this idea of, you know, what are the objectives and the metrics or the the, the big things that agency recruiters need or are targeting versus in-house, right? They're motivated by different things. Um, agency recruiters are, are hustlers. I, I, in my experience, this is a generalization, but, you know, they're, they're very uh, good at managing the chaos. They're good at, um, you know, you know, kind of managing the sales process, right? That, that client relationship, they like, um, they like the rush that they get from, from filling a role. Um, in-house recruiters and the are, cash, we yes, like and, cash. and the money, of course. There, of course. <laughs> so I would say there's that that monetary uh, motivation that's usually not found in the in-house role, right? In-house uh, teams are generally uh, motivated by you know time to fill metrics and some of these key organizational metrics. Um, they also have they're much closer to the hiring managers, so they're <laughs> they have motivation to keep them happy and keep them um, fulfilled. And thanks so much for listening to this episode of Recruiting Is No Joke. I wanted to give a shout out to Teal. Teal is an all-in-one job search platform that provides job seekers with an integrated resume builder, job tracker, LinkedIn optimization, contact management, and many more tools. Their new features include GPT-powered AI functionality to help run an effective job search. Over 200,000 people have trusted Teal to land their next job. Install their Chrome extension and get started for free at www.tealhq.com. That's www.tealhq.com. Thanks so much for listening and appreciate your support. And, you know, a lot of times they are working on things that are more than just, you know, filling a seat directly at, at the table. They're looking at, you know, how, what's the, the general overall strategy of, of the team and the, and the company. They're looking at the, the talent brand and the employer brand. Like there's all these other kind of factors that come into play. So they're getting to work and get exposure to different projects um, and different initiatives that uh, agency recruiters generally don't. Um, I, you know, this is a whole other discussion. I feel like that's what generally leads to some butting of heads 
between the two. Um, but in general, I would say, first of all, you, you really just need to understand what, what is your motivation? You know, what, what gets you up in the morning? What gets you excited? Is it, you know, filling a role and getting, uh, getting commissioned for that, you know, and, uh, and moving in that kind of high, uh, high speed, fast paced environment? Or do you want to be more embedded within an organization and really help kind of more of a slow build, um, build out an organization from the ground up and, and constantly be tweaking and improving these processes? Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I know we were, we briefly chatted offline and obviously we're in a, uh, you know, difficult time, a lot of uncertainty. And you were mentioning that, you know, HIG has made, you know, somewhat of a pivot. So I'm, I'm curious, like, from your perspective as leading talent acquisition, like what part did you play in that? And like, how have you had to even just adjust in this climate with mm -hmm. candidates and, and the direction that you're going and like how you're communicating that to candidates, how you're communicating that to your team? Tell us a little bit about like how you guys are adjusting to, uh, you know, these, I hate using that word uncertain, but I mean, that's mm -hmm. was, was obviously a lot of just right. uncertainty around the market. Like how, how, how have you been adjusting and like what role have you, have you been playing in that? Yeah, I think, I think the, the role shifts significantly. Right. And I think this is a learning process that all recruiters and talent acquisition teams are having to, you know, if you haven't been through this before, um, you're having to kind of learn it as you go. Um, as far as, you know, how are we positioning ourselves? What are the things that are really important that talent acquisition can bring to the team right now or to the table right now? Because a lot of times, you know, talent acquisition teams and recruitment teams, they they tie their worth and, you know, the value that they bring directly to the, filling those roles, right? And, and that yeah. direct hiring. Uh, but when that's not on the table, how do you continue to provide value? And so what I've really leaned into is one, the, you know, probably the number one thing you can do is manage and optimize the talent brand, even when you're not hiring, right? So this is why mm -hmm. I'm a big advocate like you are of, of building that personal brand on LinkedIn, being an advocate for the, for the company uh, and, the, and the talent brand. Um, you know, managing those relationships. If job seekers do reach out to you, if you don't have a role um, for them directly, just say, hey, we're, we're actively not hiring right now, but would love to stay in touch. Um, you know, give them resources, maybe point them to another recruiter that you know is hiring. Just do a lot of good in the market, right? Um, you, you obviously can't provide or fill a need right this second, but you can still provide value. Um, the other thing is from an organizational standpoint, you know, really dial in and figure out where can you provide value within the organization at that given time. Obviously, it's not going to be direct hiring and filling roles, but you can still work on strategic initiatives. You know, you can work on, you know, some planning and org design. You can work on, you know, potentially even training and development, learning and development. What are some key areas? And th this is going to take some research and this is going to take some relationship building, maybe cross-functionally with different teams within the organization. Um, but really get a pulse on where can I provide value? Where is there gaps right now that need to be filled? Um, and that's really what I've been leaning into. We're not doing really any hiring right now. Uh, and so what I've been strategically focused on is you know, one, uh, building strategic processes within our people organization. Um, and then even just, you know, beyond the people organization, like different projects and initiatives that touch kind of the entire organization. Um, but, you know, I've, I've mapped this out with my leader uh, to say like, Hey, you know, obviously we're not, we're not hiring right now. So here's where we're going to continue to provide value um, and, and bring um, ultimately more, more to the business that I typically wouldn't do in a normal, in a normal world. Yeah. I love that. Well, it's, I mean, it's shout out to uh, the leader you're working with on that uh, because I do think that it's a challenge for a lot of uh, TA 
you know, people in TA, TA yeah. recruiters, even, you know, like leaders within the space to really demonstrate and show the value that they're bringing outside of just purely, uh, yeah. you know, filling roles. And obviously from even just a budget standpoint, if you, if you, there aren't roles to fill, I mean, you, you really got to get good at knowing what other value you can bring. So, uh, but it also takes, it takes leadership to understand that and play their part in that as well. And not yeah. just say, yeah. well, no, you're just a recruiter. You know, uh, we yeah, and I think to that point, I would say if, if you're a, a recruiter or a talent acquisition specialist or even a TA leader and you're 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 one of the few that's been blessed to keep your job and you're still working, I would start that process now of really saying, yeah. hey, how do I position myself as a strategic business partner um, and not just somebody who's sitting and, you know, I always talk about being proactive versus reactive, right? Like you don't want to just be that person who's sitting there waiting for recs to come on your desk to fill them. You want to start to be more proactive and say, how can I, you know, provide true value to the business? Um, and it, maybe you don't know that now, but you can start those conversations. You can have those those uh, those conversations with your leaders, um, you know, whether it's a VP of people or uh, a head of HR or whoever it is, um, start to have those conversations. Like, how do I extend the value that I bring to this business outside of just direct hiring? Because, you know, I think a lot of times recruiters get caught in that trap where, we're good at that one thing, right? We're really good at that one thing. Yeah. Um, but when that one thing is taken away, then it's like, okay, now what do I do? Um, and so I, I I will always advocate for, even if your role right now is just high volume hiring and recruitment, you can still start that conversation of saying like, what are some additional projects I can take on? What are some additional ways I can bring value to this business um, outside of just what I'm doing in the hiring space? Yeah, no, I love that. And I think too, you know, I'm always advising people, you know, particularly, recruiters, I would say more, more than necessarily leadership, but even leaders as well, like set up an LLC, set up some sort of business. So you can just immediately jump into either contract work, consulting, yeah. fractional work. I mean, if you, if you're looking at, you know, chief people officers, even there's fractional work out there. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that a lot of, a lot of what we do is fractional because the, the, I mean, the role is, it's a cyclical role, right? Like at times you're going to have a lot of need at times you're not. And so yep. just to be thinking of that, so you're not then caught, you know, out of nowhere and surprise going, okay, I have, you know, now I've just got to find another job, mm -hmm. have that backup and know what other types of things that you can consult on, you can bring value that yeah. you can recruit on quickly and be building that network as well. I mean, the building the network and the brand to me, it, it's, it's, it should be what you're doing right from the get go, connecting with other people, getting to know, other people in the industry and then also building your brand as well, which I'd, I'd love to, to kind of get your insight on this as well. Um, you know, with building the brand on LinkedIn and I know you're on some other platforms as well. And even, even with the podcast, I'd love to kind of understand what the, what kind of inspired this, you know, like, I, I guess just starting with LinkedIn, like what, what was it that kind of pushed you over the edge and you're like, all right, you know what, I'm going to start putting myself out there. Like, how did you get to that point? Yeah, you know, it was interesting because I really have only been active on LinkedIn for just over a year. Um, when I say active, I mean full time posting and and kind of committing yeah, like to creating a content. content. Yeah, I've I've been on the platform on and off for for many years, but you know, for me, I just got to a point in my career. I had just left. Uh, I was running the staffing agency. Um, I had shifted back in house, and I, I just felt like I was in this awkward limbo in the industry and like my career. I was like, you know, I feel like I'm. I have a lot of great experience. I don't have any outlet to kind of share that. I don't have a good network. I don't have 
really a plan or a path forward. You know what I mean? You, I think we've all kind of found ourselves at that point in our career. And yep. so for me, I said, you know, I'm going to go all in on LinkedIn because I, one, it was an experiment. I just want to see what I can do. <laughs> you know, I always, I always kind of thought I was like, I'm a pretty good writer. I, I have a lot of really great thoughts that come to come to my mind, but I don't ever share them. I was like, I think I can, I think I can really provide value. Um, so a lot of it was just kind of an experiment to see what I could do. Um, but then two, I was like building strategically for the future, right? I was like, you never know what's going to happen. You know, obviously we had just gotten out of 2020, uh, where <laughs> the recruitment space took a huge nosedive and then obviously 2021 picked back up. But, you know, like to your point earlier, you have to be, there's never been a, a more like, uh, more certain time for recruiters to really get good at what they're doing right and get prepared for what's ahead like this is why i'm a big advocate for really bolstering your your personal brand and, and investing in it and um building that network like you said because you know in our in in this space we just don't know what's going to happen at, at certain times right like i think i saw yeah. someone comment and said you know the recruitment space is great until it's not um <laughs> and so it's like we have to you you have to really kind of build uh and um bulletproof yourself in certain ways right to kind of prepare for what you you know you don't know what's coming um yeah. and so that's kind of my that was my thinking behind it is like i really just want to bulletproof my career but also you know build build a great community uh hopefully provide value to people not only just you know job or obviously not just recruiters and talent acquisition people but also job seekers potentially executives and leaders like just really wanted to have an outlet to, to share my thinking and um, my perspective on things because i again i i feel like my journey through talent acquisition is a little bit unique in the sense that i've jumped from uh, agency to, to in-house at multiple points in my career which most people don't do they usually either pick one path and see it through um or once they make that transition they don't go back so yeah. um yeah, that, that was kind of my thinking behind it. I love that, though. I love that you kind of made that move in between both because, you know, I, I just, I think it gives you a unique perspective, but then it also, uh, that's just value and insights that you're going to have from have yeah. working, you know, because you got a lot of people who are like, yeah, I did agency, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. A lot has changed in agency in the last 10, 15 right. years. Right. Um, and so... You know, I kind of like the the fact you've done that, and obviously you have value and insights to give to both sides then as well, which it, which is helpful. Do you do you think, um, you know, in just building the personal brand that you have, that that's even impacted the value that you're bringing to the business just with within itself? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I have people reach out to me and say, "Hey, love what you're doing on LinkedIn." Um, we did, uh, we, we did kind of a little bit of a test, um, just as far as tracking metrics and, you know, 90% of our applicant flow comes from LinkedIn. Um, but I did a couple individual posts, basically kind of just boosting open roles that we had last year. Um, yeah. and we ran the numbers on it, like what kind of engagement or impressions are we getting? Um, and we were able to kind of even track, uh, a little bit, not, not perfectly, but we were, able to, <laughs> we were able to track like who's coming to and applying to this role from that post. Mm. Um, and so, you know, those, those six combined posts got, and this was when I had a, a lot smaller of an audience, mind you, but, uh, 26,000 impressions, uh, over a hundred comments. Uh, I think it was like a dozen shares and, um, yeah, just the applicant flow on those six recs alone was basically double over, <laughs> over all of these other, um, these other recs that we had open. So it was a little bit of a, just a test to see like, what is the power 
that a personal brand can can uh, provide or fuel? Well, how can it fuel, you know, basically a talent acquisition strategy? And so that was a little bit of a test we did. And I think that, you know, we shared those numbers company wide and it was really eye opening. Um, but also, you know, more so than that, you know, where we're at as a company, we're, we're evolving and moving and we're now really leaning into personal branding uh, and, and enabling our team to build personal brands to kind of fuel uh, the mission yeah. of the company and what we're doing because we're a mission driven organization. Um, and it's been something that we've really been working on where leadership is enabling people uh, and basically we're creating resources and assets for them to use. And for a lot of people, this is a daunting task, right? Creating a personal brand. Um, but we're, we're trying to hold their hand through it, provide resources for them. Um, I've basically used myself as a case study for why it's important and, and how valuable it can be. Um, in that year that I've, you know, invested in my personal brand, I've grown to from, I think I had under 2000 followers to today, I'm sitting at close to 17,000. Um, and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not heavily involved in any kind of communities or, or groups or anything like that. We always talk about the, the pods. Um, I have not done anything like that. I've just been posting regularly, trying to comment and build genuine relationships. And um, it's been slow, but organic growth over that year period and uh, definitely has brought value to the business. Well, look, I mean, that's um, the slow growth is the best and everything is compounding anyway on social media. And, you know, it's it's a lot of followers isn't indicative of anything. You know, in fact, yeah. usually if you got a lot of followers, you've probably hacked the system or you're in some type <laughs> of group or whatever. You bought some followers. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, what I think is interesting here is this is another way that as recruiters who, you know, we should be most of us should be somewhat active on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But this is just, a, it's a great example of how you taking the lead, you know, no one told you, Hey, you should build a personal brand. You started taking initiative yeah. and now suddenly you're enabling the company, probably helping even the sales team, the marketing totally. team, yep. um, you know, to do, to do that. So I, I think that's the way that you need to be thinking right now. I think, like you said, it's being a business partner, right. And it's understanding that yes, filling these roles, is, is important, but there's other value. Like employer brand is huge and employer brand is really tied into mm -hmm. overall marketing strategy as well. But if you're able to provide value in that type of way, you make yourself, you know, I don't want to say indispensable because no one's indispensable, but you're making yourself a value add over just a job. Cool. So I, I love that. So what, what about this podcast? So like how tell me what the vision is for the podcast. Cause I, I think, did you have Amy on there? Um, yeah, I got Amy Miller. Shout out to Amy Miller. She's uh Obviously, uh, one of the rock stars on LinkedIn. Everyone knows Amy. Yeah, the vision for Daryl and, and then I. And Vincent, was, come on, you got Vincent in there. Where's Where's you, Vincent? Vincent, I see you in the chat. Love you, man. Right here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but really, the vision was, you know, Daryl and I just wanted to create or basically utilize an outlet that we didn't see a lot of. Um, obviously, we had, we see your show on here. We're inspired by that, but we didn't feel that there was really. An, um, you know, I've always advocated for video on LinkedIn, and I think a lot of people hesitate to use it because, one, it's it's a pain. <laughs> you know, if you're not comfortable with it, it, it there's a learning curve around it. It takes some time yeah. to edit and all of that. Uh, also, I've noticed, you know, LinkedIn, unfortunately, just doesn't value video as much or it just doesn't get as much traction. Um, and so I think that just kind of keeps people from investing in it. But for me, I see video as a separator. I see it as a way to really dig into some key topics and demonstrate your expertise in ways mm. that you can't do uh, with writing. Or, you know, the truth is with writing, like you can fake expertise, right? Like you, there's people that steal content. There's people that, you know, use I honestly, I feel bad right now for content 
marketing agency agencies for example that have spun up in the last couple of years that like help people yeah. on linkedin with text because i'm just like yeah chat gpt <laughs> right? exactly no 100 and so i think like and that's a great point i think for me the way i view video is it's it's a it's a way you might not get as much uh you know vanity or you might not hit the vanity metrics that you right. want with video but it's really a way to demonstrate to your audience that you know what you're talking about and that you actually have unique value to provide so Daryl and I both agreed on that. And we said, we, you know, wouldn't it be cool to, to kind of create uh, this, this kind of platform or this, uh, <laughs> this little outlet basically to kind of talk about strategic job seeking, you know, questions and, and topics, same with recruitment and talent acquisition. Um, it was meant to be very informal. Like we just, you know, do a Zoom call and, and record it and put it up. Um, yeah. But it's, it's started to, to pick up steam. And, you know, obviously having people like Amy Miller and Vincent uh, on the podcast has helped, but um, for just us, waiting for my, no, I'm not just, I'm just waiting for my invite now. Hey, we got a list. So <laughs> keep an eye out. Uh, but for us now, you know, we ultimately what it comes down to is value, right? Like how do we continue to provide value to our audience? Um, yeah. I always am looking for those small ways where I can kind of just do something different to stand out. Um, and not just for me, but just like, how do I provide value that in a way that other people aren't, aren't getting it? Um, and so that's that was kind of our, our our mindset behind it, and it's obviously we're, we're happy with the results and and the attention that it's getting. No, it's very um, it's it's interesting with the video because I I mean this was years ago now, but um, I actually got in. I don't want to say an argument, but we had I remember I did a live show like years ago, and it was literally text versus video, and it was with. Um, Jonathan Palmer. So I don't know if you know mm -hmm. JP, but he was mm -hmm. on, he was on there and I was on there. And at that time I was like, text posts is just the way to go. Cause they're so quick to do. They're easy yeah. to consume. You can knock out three of them in a day. Um, but I think as but a lot of that was like, I was just insecure on the camera. And mm -hmm. obviously like I've spent six months on TikTok, like doing the all video. Yeah. Although a lot of those videos were just kind of trends and it was, you know, over music or I'm mouthing something, but now I've been doing a lot more like into the camera video. And yeah. I think what I've realized is, you know, for recruiters in particular, we're not utilizing this video enough. And I'm like, I'm like not for even building your own personal brand, just for connecting with people. And I just think if you reach out to 20 candidates that are within your market and let's say 10 of them connect with you, and the other 10, you just didn't mail and they never get back to you. Those 10, now they're in your network. You mm -hmm. produce two videos in a week or maybe three videos over two weeks. And you're talking to them and they get a feel for who you are. What you've done is you just separated yourself out for every single other recruiter that's just sending them the right. same DM. Right. And I, I think it, it's something which like I've just, I've seen now on TikTok as well. Like there's a big trend of, unedited videos or very minimally edited videos mm -hmm. and it's just a person talking in the camera yep. and they're just saying whatever and these videos go viral and i would encourage anybody like whether you're a recruiter you're just looking to build your personal brand you need to get comfortable on camera and on video yeah um and and i think if you can do that now you're gonna you're ahead of the pack because it's gonna go to that i think i honestly think that with how easy text is to do this is the last like real 
you know, kind of real authentic type of content that people are going to connect with. Yeah. And, uh, and there'll always be the room for the memes and the jokes and all this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to making that connection, um, I just, I, I think that's where my mind has changed. And when it even comes to the analytics, one of the things I do actually like about LinkedIn that they changed is it, it tells you how many minutes people are viewing stuff. So for example, I had a post yesterday, only got a hundred likes, right? Which some people are like, Oh my God, a hundred likes. Mm -hmm. Some of these memes are getting 4,000 likes. Right. But what I can't measure on the meme is how long people are on the content. Mm -hmm. With the video, I can't. And I can see, oh, it's yeah. you know 1,700 minutes. That's 10 hours. <laughs> That's yeah. 10 hours of someone viewing a video. Like, in, like when you think about that, yeah. it takes 10 minutes to record the video, you know, 20 minutes to edit it, whatever, half an hour. And I'm getting 17 hours of view time. So I yes. love that you did that. And like I honestly think that that's super insightful that you're able to see that and then just kind of act on that as well. And, well, yeah, I, and I, I think, love that view. I think to what you're doing with video, especially as a recruiter, is you are kind of removing that initial thing that we all have to go through when we reach out to candidates, right? Which is building trust. Um, and you're, you don't always get to do this perfectly, but through video, what you're doing is you're building kind of that, like you said, that relationship, that, that familiarity with somebody um, to where, you know, you're kind of bringing down those walls a little bit if you do want to reach out or if they, you know, want to potentially uh, partner with you in the future. Um, video allows you to kind of introduce yourself without introducing yourself, if that makes sense. Um, and I think we've all we've all been there, right? Like we follow people on LinkedIn and then they post a video for the first time and we're like, this is really cool. I wanted to like, now I can put a voice to the name. I could put a personality to the name. Like you, you get a feel, you feel like you're getting to know someone a little bit better. Right. And so I think video really just gives you a way to kind of bring some of those barriers down, build up a little bit more of that trust so that when the time is right to reach out or, you know, um, you know, even if it's something like needing a, a new role in the future, right? Like if you're laid off or something like that, like people feel like they know you a little bit more. And it's just that little bit of edge that you get over the person who doesn't do anything on LinkedIn. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And I, th I think too, like you said, being top of mind, they know you, you're building that trust, which obviously as recruiters, uh, there's also a lot of really negative press that we get on uh, yep. on LinkedIn, but also on uh, Recruiting Hell on Reddit. <laughs> Have you ever gone that? I get featured in there all the time. It's uh, kind of hilarious. Uh, but let some me let me deserved, ask you. Some of it's deserved. Most of it, no, all of it is deserved. Okay, <laughs> I'm I take I take all the hits on social media, and I deserve every single one. Um, I'm I'm curious. Like, obviously, you know you're not doing any hiring or, you know, you're doing kind of minimal hiring. Um, I guess like what, 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 what are some, and then you kind of alluded to some of them, but like, what are, what are, um, I guess the major focus points that you're, that you're focusing on within like Canada experience, for example, like, I just love to love to know like where your mind's going with this stuff. I mean, you mentioned the employer branding and, and mm -hmm. kind of connecting with people. Like how about with Canada experience? What are you doing? Yeah, a lot of career site optimization, right? Like just making sure that uh, we partner here at HIG, we partner very closely with marketing. Um, we want our marketing messaging to align very closely with our talent brand and employer brand messaging. I always feel like I think people think that the employer brand messaging has to be a different uh, entity or a different uh, organism organism than, than what marketing is doing. And really what you want it to do is be a, uh, a separate branch on the same tree, right? And so... Mm. Um, working very closely with marketing on on our verbiage, our messaging, um, obviously looking at kind of the 
uh, user experience uh, as they come into our career site, updating our assets. Um, I'm really, we're, we're, we're kind of in the early stages of experimenting with video. This is something we're going to be kind of diving a little bit more into. I'm really intrigued by the opportunity to, you know, embed video into job descriptions, into, you know, the career site. Like, again, kind of introducing uh, myself and the team before I, we actually get to that pre-screen call um, yeah. and, and building that trust, um, creating more educational assets uh, to share with candidates so that by the time they get to an interview with us or a pre-screen with us, they feel much more connected with the brand and confident and educated in what we do. I feel like that's that's always a challenge and a barrier that recruiters have to get through is like you talk to somebody and they're like, so what does this company do? <laughs> so um, so really kind of creating those pathways for people to educate themselves and get connected with the brand, almost to kind of pre-sell them a little bit before they even get to that pre-screen call. Um, so a lot of work in that area. Um, we're doing a lot of work uh, organizationally, just making sure that um, we have the right people in the right places. We're building initiatives um, related to learning and development, different pathways there. Um, you know, just getting very clear on our verbiage, as I mentioned, um, creating some like uh, shareable assets. I think this is something I haven't seen a lot of people do really well, but I'm really interested in, in exploring it. Um, things like, you know, interview, um, interview, uh, uh, why am I blinking on the word? Uh, we're, we're creating like a one pager for benefits to share on our career site. Um, even creating a landing page that this is something we're going to do as well on our career site is create a landing page to, um, you know, kind of just highlight a little bit more about our talent acquisition process, what they can expect, kind of our core values and, and how we align that with our, our hiring process and our interview process. So really just creating more visibility and transparency um, with candidates so that, you uh, it creates more accountability for us, right? Because I think a lot of times uh, recruiting and, and hiring gets a bad rap because the process is a mess um, and recruiters and, and hiring managers don't want to take any accountability for it. They kind of hide in the shadows. So with us taking more of a transparent approach, what we really want to do is say, here's what we're committing to. This is the bar mm. we're raising and creating for ourselves. Um, and we don't want to go below that. And so that's, that's kind of the idea behind it. Everything we're doing is, is built for the candidate so that they're educated, they, they feel confident coming into a conversation with us. Um, and hopefully, you know, at that point, the experience is just much more fluid and much more fun. Yeah, I love that, man. I love that. I, so, someone, someone else recently, man, it was a couple of months ago, but I remember they, they did something pretty similar with the video. And one of the things they had mentioned is like, it's just, yeah, it wasn't even, a, it was just kind of like a selfie video. It wasn't even anything, nothing like overtly special, but they just said, um, it was just that engagement right off the bat. And like the the comment from so many candidates was like, oh, it feels like I, I kind of know you. And I know like in the past, like you get those like career videos, which look, I, I'll be honest, I'm not like a huge fan of like the overly produced like career, right. like, oh, this is a dream, some dream place. And it's got the music and all this other stuff. But just like a like a like we were talking about, like this kind of like video of you just talking to the account, like, hey, we're excited yeah. to meet with you. Here's what you should need to know. Um, mm -hmm. I, th I love that. I think it's uh, it's a great way to just to build that trust. And, and what about for you? Like what what about like content wise? Have you got the podcast going on? You've got uh, obviously like LinkedIn. Like do you have plans to kind of like expand things? Like what's your what's kind of like your next next goal content wise? Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know that I have any big things on the horizon that I've mapped out already. Um, I do want to invest more in video. I think, 
again, just as a separator and a way to kind of build more credibility in the space. Um, also want to, uh, you know, dive a little bit more into the idea of thought leadership. So working closely with other experts, um, both in talent acquisition and maybe even in, in my industry now, um, and just kind of, you know, educating. I mean, that's, that's really my objective here is yes, to build trust and to um, build credibility in the space, but I also want to help, right? I mean, I want to, I'm not going to be that person who um, posts and says, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here to support you, but it doesn't lead to anything. I really I want to, <laughs> I want to create content that actually does help social uh, Saturday. I yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, not to knock anybody's strategy, but I, I really just want to be, uh, I'm all about knocking people's strategy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fair. But I, I really just want to create helpful content, you know, whether that's yeah. serving the talent acquisition space, the job seeking community, um, the tech community, whatever that looks like. I, and, you know, I'm not somebody I, I, I talk with different people that, you know, we, we kind of talk about content. And for me, like I'm pretty broad with my with my approach. I, I mean, I, I'm like you. I like to share memes. I like to share funny stuff. I also like to share videos of talking about very specific and niche topics within talent acquisition. Um, I like to talk about, you know, talent branding and personal branding, how that, how that works together. So like my, my strategy is pretty broad. I'm not, I don't put myself or pigeonhole myself into a certain, um, certain type of strategy. Uh, and so I think I, for me, I still like to just experiment and try things out. I'm not riding the waves of, of trends or anything like that. You know, I'm not, you're not going to find me posting carousels every other day. Um, <laughs> so I just, you know, I just, I'm just it's looking a lot for, of work by the way, to do those things. I'm, I'm sure. Like, yeah. I leave people putting all the effort for those, but yeah. But you know, I think the other side of it is I really want to invest more heavily. Uh, and I think this is a big opportunity space for people, talent acquisition professionals that are currently employed and you're supporting a brand like invest and integrate your brand with, with the company brand more, you know, provide more fuel to that fire. Um, you, you touched on it earlier. Like one of the big areas that recruiters can really separate themselves is to, become more of like a brand ambassador, right? Like be the face of the company um, to people who have never heard of the organization before. This is a, a massive area of opportunity. Um, and so I, that's another thing that I'm really looking at is like, how do I blend that with my personal branding strategy um, to continue to grow the company brand alongside mine? I love that. I love it. Well, what, where's the best place for, uh, for people to find you? Um, where can they check out the podcast? Like you guys have that on Spotify, place like that. Like where's, where's the best place that people can, uh, can reach out. Yeah, we're very informal. So we're not even on a podcast platform right now. So best place is just follow me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I post one to two times a day usually. Um, and I, I'm happy to connect you with anyone else, uh, that I recommend in the, in the space. I'm, I'm very limited with who I tie my name to because <laughs> I want to make sure that, um, I'm, I'm, connecting people with people that can actually help and provide value. But um, yeah, best place to find me is, is LinkedIn. I, I did use TikTok for a little bit. Haven't been on there in a while. Like I'm not uh, at Joel's level. Um. <laughs> yeah. I copied one of your videos once. So you had that. I remember. Uh, yeah. I, why, I, I'm curious. Like, it's uh, like, what, why, why did you stop on TikTok? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it just, it was a bandwidth issue for me. Um, I felt like, it was fun and I, 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 it was really intriguing. Um, obviously I saw what you were doing on there and the traction you were getting. And, you know, I grew, I grew pretty quickly as well in the short time I was doing it. Um, but I always viewed it as kind of an experiment just to kind of see what, what it could potentially lead to. And, uh, it just got to a point where I didn't have the bandwidth. I may, I may go back to it at some point, but I find if it doesn't get banned though. If it doesn't get banned. Yeah, exactly. It's another consideration is like, you know, 
I, I right now I have limited time to dedicate to certain channels. And so I'm like, okay, um, have to keep that in mind. But uh, I do think it's I do think it's a very intriguing channel. Um, definitely can get some traction really quickly if you if you do take it seriously. Yeah, there's a there's someone on there. I don't know. I'm just connected to him on LinkedIn, but he's called the Realistic Recruiter, and uh, he's growing really really quickly. These yeah. kind of selfie videos, but given a, just a lot of really good advice and like not, it's nothing crazy. And I think like you've hit upon it several times on here. It's like the key is how can I be helpful? How can I give good value? Uh, you know, maybe it's entertaining at times, educating, supporting, yeah. actually helping out people, right? And I think whether you're on Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, if that's your approach, then and and you just do that over a long period of time. Yeah. you're going to see results. And I think it's easy to get dazzled by, you know, vanity metrics and subscriber mm -hmm. counts and views and all of that sort of stuff. But ultimately the way that you connect with people is by helping them out, giving value and uh, giving them a great experience, which you do a great job with. Like every single time I see your posts, like they're insightful. Um, and I know like, whatever, you have some fun with, with memes. It's nothing, it's nothing wrong with that at times, obviously. Yeah. But I do get that feel where it's like, okay, we're leading with value here. We're wanting to actually help people out. And yeah. so it's cool to see that evolve and be taken seriously by the, by your company as well. Now they're bringing you in and going, okay, show us how to do this. So, uh, so I love it. Well, I know we're wrapping up with time right now. Um, I, um, you just say this, Joel, before, yeah, yeah, before go I, for it. Mine, I, I think to kind of tie a bow on this, I had one recruiter tell me like, it's useless to, to be sharing all this content because there's nothing that you can say that hasn't already been said in the space. And I think, <laughs> I'm serious. And that, that was, that was, the they're not lying in some ways, but it's fun. Yeah. Right. But the value is not necessarily always in what you're saying. I mean, yes, it is, but at the same time, it's your voice, right? Your exactly. voice is the one that's driving it. And that's where if you can share really good advice and experience and knowledge and tie it in with, you know, what you're going through or what you're seeing in the market from your lens, um, maybe even experiences you've had, like that's where you can really separate yourself. Right. And that's where you make a difference because yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to find a million recruiters online talking about, you know, how to, how to set up your resume, chat, chat GPT and recruitment, like all these different topics, right. That are, are getting, uh, have tailwinds behind them. But at the end of the day, it's your voice that matters, your voice tied mm -hmm um, to that expertise that really, you know, that's how you separate. So I mean, that's, that's you, Joel, right? Like you've, you obviously share good, insightful information, but people connect with you on a personal level as well. They see your funny, your funny TikTok videos, your memes, but then also they're educated by you as well. So it's, it's not just, Hey, I need to share new or cutting edge information all the time. It's more so just share really good, insightful information that helps people in your voice. I love that. Yeah. And we just had this comment just said, uh, Everyone may have said it, but not everyone has heard it. And you can be that voice. That's Love perfect. That. Love, Love it. That perspective. Well, Andrew, I appreciate it, man. And obviously I've known you for probably since you even start, like started creating content on LinkedIn. I feel yeah. like we connected probably about a year ago and uh, yeah. it's great to see how you revolved, staying consistent with things. Um, and I'm just, I'm excited to see what you do within the TA space and with HIG. Um, and, uh, just glad we're connected, man. So we'll have to do it again, you know, in 10 years when we both have like 15 million <laughs> followers, <laughs> it'll be like, uh, be like 12, it'd be like 14 million, Joel, 1 million, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> if I, even oh, man. I love that. 
No, nah, it would be, it'd be, it'll even doubt, but no, I, pre- I appreciate you coming on the show and everybody, um, couple, couple announcements here. Like I am working really, really, really hard right now to upload, uh, this LinkedIn for recruiters content creation course, which I am launching. So kind of everything what we talked about today is really relevant to this. And you know, it's really just giving you a simple blueprint that doesn't require hours and hours of time to where you can show up, you can get to know candidates online. Um, and so that's going to be, that's going to be dropping hopefully at the end of the week. Um, and then, you know, if you're tuning into the tuning into the show after, after it's recorded as well, uh, hopefully that, that, uh, that series will be live and then we'll be back next week with another guest. So, uh, I know too, I think I'm booked out for the next maybe six weeks, but I'm looking for other guests as well. So if you are listening and you're like, Hey, I'd love to get involved in this conversation, or, you know, somebody that would be a great guest open to uh, referrals right now. So uh, reach out to me, DM me if that's something you're interested in. And uh, Andrew, I appreciate it again, man. Thanks for spending the time with us and I appreciate everybody out there as well. I think we had a, we had a good turnout. We got Kent, Brian, Patricia, Shauna, Joy, Anna, Lorraine, Great to see, see you guys out there. Thanks for commenting, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. See Take you, care. Bye. Take care.